0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking, and I am your host, Philip Anthony. I'm so excited. That you've chosen to join us today, and I'm hoping you're all doing fantabulous. And fantabulous is a word that I my listeners know. It means fantastic and fabulous. We just connect them together to make sure that we all have fun on yep. the show. All right. <laughs> and my special guest today is Chad Larson, the owner and president of AM950, the only progressive radio station in Minnesota. That's sad when you even have to say that. But thank you for <laughs> just – because I yeah. love your, your station. And before we start – I want to tell Chad how, uh, Chad, how thankful I am to, for him for believing in a newbie like me and allowing the Downright Upright Show to be just a small part of the AM950 family of podcasts. So thank you very much, Chad. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and uh, as I do with all my guests, I like to know a little bit about their beginnings, like where, you know, where they were born, where they went to school, things like that. So uh, can you tell us where you were born and raised?
1: Yep. I was born in St. Paul, raised in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, with my parents, Robin and Janet, and I have one brother. So grew up, uh, going to White Bear Lake high school. And then when I was a sophomore, I transferred to Hill Murray. So I ended up at a Catholic school to finish out. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a, we had a very good childhood. It was, uh, pretty busy. We played a lot of sports growing up, and uh, what sports were, pretty were you?
0: Play, did you play when you were younger? Yeah, so
1: I grew up playing uh, football, baseball, and hockey. Uh, pretty pretty consistent. Linebacker, I I'm going to get. No, I was. <laughs> o line and D line. <laughs> if you would see me, you know.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like you know, you're a you're a hefty guy, a big guy. You know, I wouldn't mess with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, and yet,
1: so you know, my parents were, um, you know, very middle class. You know, it was kind of the way we grew up, and. It was uh, some of the best memories I have was going on trips, and we we used to go camping to a lot of the national parks, and that kind of kind of was uh, some some fond memories. But it was a it was a fun fun uh, fun growing up, and have a lot of friends actually. Some of my still closest friends are people I grew up with, so I've been pretty fortunate.
0: And what college did you end up going to?
1: I went to uh, well, I actually started for two years at Bemid- Bemidji State University, and then finished at University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire.
0: Right, that's um, that's yeah. what I saw in your bio. Yep, and yeah. and and how was Bemidji?
1: Well, you know, I enjoyed Bemidji. Um, I played football at both schools, but it, it doesn't seem like it. But you get an extra month of winter on each side. You know, it's only oh, know, yeah. three and a half four hours north, and
0: but you lived in this in the cities and commuted to Bemidji, didn't you? No, or did you have a, a dorm up yep. there?
1: Yeah, I lived in the dorms one year and then uh, in a house with some friends uh, my second year. But yeah, so after a couple of years, it was just kind of you know, being, and, and further away from friends, family and, yeah. and worked in the summers here was, you know, couldn't really get home to work as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I transferred to uh, University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, uh, kind of a, you know, similar size school, but a lot different. And, you know, up in Bemidji, it was a lot of outdoor stuff, uh, you know, spending that time and then you, you go to a school, which is a little closer to, you know, the, the twin cities here. Uh, really enjoyed it though. It was a beautiful campus. Uh, then played football there as well. Enjoyed my time. Um, yeah, so it was, it was, a it was a very, I really enjoyed it. My, actually met my wife at, at Eau Claire. Um, oh, yeah. we, we just got married a couple years ago, so we kind of came back together, but yeah, so.
0: A couple of years ago. Yeah. We got, oh, I
1: didn't know that. Yeah. We got married, um, the uh, April. So you knew
0: her in college.
1: Yep, and we kinda and... were friends afterwards and she moved away. I uh-huh. uh, was living in Chicago and then Green Bay, and then when she moved back here oh, we we started dating. So yeah. So if I wouldn't so, have gone there, I wouldn't have met my wife.
0: Uh, wow. You know. So you but you kept in touch all these years.
1: Yep, yep. We always stayed in that touch and are so always nice. close friends, but you know, not living in the same area. We you know, we weren't together and then yeah, when she moved home we, we, we got back together. Oh, so it was
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: So Eau Claire is a is a was a big part of my life, you know, just just at the surface with that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when you were attending um, the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, what was your, what did you major in there? What was your study? Uh, so it was general basically. business with
1: a marketing emphasis. Um, so I, it, it was it's kind of odd. It, it, the fundamental part of you know being in a business school, I thought, really helped to not only just run a business but kind of understand some of the. Fundamental pieces, you know, accounting, finances, and and some of the basic stuff. I don't know if it's because I maybe developed into more of an advertising, you know, with the business here. You know, some of the upper level classes weren't as necessarily directly related, but the the core classes were, you know, I think really important and didn't probably realize how important until I actually started owning the business. I mean, I knew before that, but you know, there's a lot of stuff you wouldn't think you need to to understand that. But,
0: but but the education did help you in this. Absolutely. Business. I mean, yeah. it really did. I mean, yeah. you know, otherwise you would have been, you know,
1: yeah, no question. And I, You know, with the business too, I'm very fortunate in that, you know, the previous owners, Janet and Bill were uh, really big mentors. And, you know, she, Janet was the day-to-day person here and she helped me through, helped me understand things. And I, I probably didn't realize, uh, you know, she was going to want me to you know, eventually own the station and buy it from her. But uh, you know, early on, she would introduce me to some of the stuff that you maybe wouldn't have seen as a salesperson. So, so she mentored like, you, basically. Very much so. Oh, Janet is my mentor.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And 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 how do you enjoy working at a radio station? Is it? I'm sure it has its hills and valleys. Yeah. You know, it's it's.
1: I think it's like any small business in that, that you know there's challenges of running a small business and um, you know that's. Just the little stuff from, you know, the plumbing to the, to the larger stuff, uh, you yeah. know, of how do you, how do you try and grow, how do you develop things. And um, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy um, being able to have a station that does what we do. I'm very passionate that we can have independent media. I think running a station that doesn't have, you know, the connection to the corporate-driven media really allows us to cover issues, talk about things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if we, we need more of it, you know, and and there's not a lot of it in the mainstream and, and what I mean by mainstream a little bit is your, your traditional TV, radio, um, we're fortunate with the internet, there's a lot more independent out there, but yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been, it's been really cool to, to get through, go through it all Um, and it it's there's two parts that I really enjoy about it and number one is our goal is to always have an impact in the community and you know through listeners and through, through through people we meet and you know you see elections like we just had and you know whether you have an impact you never quite know but it sure feels like it and you know with our listeners you hear from them very regularly um, and that's it really really makes you understand what, how important it is to, to do it. And, you know, it's, uh, well, you it's know, sometimes I, isolating I, here cause you're, you know, we're, we're, not a huge staff here and you, you know, I see our hosts and that sort of thing, but you don't always quite understand how many people you're reaching and, and impact it. Exactly. Having.
0: I appreciate the call in aspects of some of your shows that you have on at AM 950, because People can share their what what 's on their mind and and a lot of people find that cathartic i 'm going to talk about this because it 's really bothering me like um in my case, marriage equality was yeah. such a big thing because you know i'm i 'm married and i yeah. don 't want to not be married yeah. if somebody just signs something you know i mean yeah. it 's just so weird the idea of me being a little bit different than everybody else and, yeah. and not treated like a human being, you yeah. know. So okay. issues like that people can call up and they can call Matt or call whoever and say, you know what, this is on my mind and, and, and it's it's cathartic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the call in it you know, for us I think public radio is great, but one of the biggest differences is that interaction with the with the listeners and um you know, I, I remember back when Ed Schultz was alive, he was in doing a Friday out of here for his national show, and he said, "You know, if I didn't take callers, I wouldn't have learned to move on some of the issues that I did." And so, and Tom Hartman says the same thing. I learned from my callers, and so not only are the are the hosts learning, the hosts are learning. You can imagine that yes. the the listenership is too, and it also, I think, brings in you know some different voices that may not be heard and that's uh that's important
0: absolutely and it's
1: it's uh you you know you'd probably understand from doing a podcast and a show it it, it's a lot it's it's hard to a, a host that can handle and do calls they make it sound easy but it's really not because you they can be going in one direction and boom, it's going in another direction. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I, find I, that I interesting it.
0: doing that. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of got the experience, you know, when I started this, you know, I had very little idea of what it was about, you know, and I'm much more comfortable in my skin now yeah. doing this. But I learn just what you said. I learn from you, from the person sitting across from me when I'm interviewing, what what's on their mind and what, yeah. what, what you know, motivates them. And I find that interesting. Yeah. And I think if somebody called me up and asked me a question, I mean, that would stimulate my brain and say, okay, wh- what can I say to this person to make th- to allay their fears about marriage equality or climate change or whatever their interests are? And because we really have to be a support group basically yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, because you know, when I when you call up a station, you're you're uh, basically trying to get the other person to to feel you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. It's that connection that they're they're trying to trying to do, and you know, some of the callers are really fired up, and but and that's not always a bad thing. But it's it oh, yeah. is it is about connection. But I think it's even it is as important as the information and in the.
0: And, Even the uh, right wing ones that
1: that you get, yeah, some of those, some of those are the are the best uh, calls. I, I don't, I'm not as talented as the host to be able to handle them and you know keep yeah, keep funny? my blood from boiling, but uh, you know, oh, they're, God. they're pros, that's for sure. Oh, I um,
0: love how Matt handles them. It's, yeah. He's just unique in that yeah. respect. You know, I mean, I would be like, bub, 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 you know, like, are you serious? You yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, Donald, you you bought Donald Trump's trading cards. I mean, that that's sweet. Yeah. that's good use of your money. You know, like, I don't know. But anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's my favorite part of the shows is, is when people call up and, yeah. and 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 express themselves. I think that's great, yeah. and I, and thank you for that. You know, giving people the outlet to yeah, do absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, so. Um, how did you get involved in radio and specifically with this station? So, um, like you said, you probably started, you know, at a lower level and then moved up the ladder. And yeah. Tell yeah. the listeners So this that,
1: was my first, you know, real career job out of college. Um, Janet Robert, her son I went to high school with, is still a really good friend of mine. And uh, she talked me into coming over and doing sales for her here. So I came over and we. I started in for about my first three years was just doing one of the account executives here. I really enjoyed it, Um, and Janet and I really connect, you know, she's been my mentor from then on, but, you know, she was um, very hands-on, would come on meetings, and, you know, what I enjoyed, you know, in the early days when I was just doing sales, we'd get out of a meeting and we'd have 10 minutes of critiquing and how we can each be better, and so I started in sales, and then from there I went to sales manager, managed the small sales team, um, and then gosh, probably about 2012, she came to me with the idea, you know, I, I don't know how much longer I can do the day to day. Um, are you interested in, you know, buying the station from me? And so then we worked through that process. And so, yeah, kinda, it, it was a, it was a different, it was a leap, you know, or not a leap, but it was a transition to go to into management and in that I hadn't managed, um, a team or, or people before. Um, something I still think I'm learning, you know, cause it's, uh,
0: how many years has it been now?
1: So I've owned the station since 2013, late in 2013, and so going so to ten years right? next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So you know that was, um, I, it was nice to have had that that experience of starting to manage people, and through that, with the exception of really the production side, um, you know, I was interact. I mean, I still interacted with them, but was really every day hands on, and, and really had. a Even though I didn't manage uh, some other people, was really they had to come. We we worked together, and so it was almost like you managed them. I just wasn't maybe who who they had to report to. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, then when I when I took over, it was uh, it was I was nervous. You know, it it was a big leap, and uh, you know you don't. Do you remember your
0: first position that you got had at the station? Like what you you know you initially got hired for?
1: Yeah, I was a sales sales. Oh, Count, sales. Oh, okay. Account okay. executive. That was my first one here, yep.
0: Okay, and then you stayed there or you moved up to something? So different?
1: then I stayed there and then I went to sales manager. And then oh, sales after manager. That, okay. After that is when I um, eventually took over the station. Okay, I Janet. thought
0: there was something else you did, but I, maybe I missed. I mean, I had
1: other other jobs and other okay. roles. and And towards the end, it was probably closer to general manager in that Janet was doing some other projects and um, you know, it really helped her with some of the day-to-day stuff and like I said, you know, early on, she was very generous, or you know, mentoring me and kind of bringing me behind the scenes of what what's going on financially, or w- why she's making the decisions to do this or that.
0: Can and she? St- do do you still call her if you have a question?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, wow, both, even both, n-
0: nine years later. <laughs> yeah,
1: her and and her husband Bill Luther actually. Bill was just uh, uh, stopped in earlier this week and. You know, always, always, uh, always stay in touch, with them. they're they're like a second parents to me. Oh, wow, um, that's yeah, so nice. You know, it's 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 nice to have somebody too that you can. Hey, this this is what I'm thinking about. You you went through this. Well, what what's your opinion, and and how do you see it? And right. Um, and it was very healthy before I took over. Is we didn't always have to agree, and we would talk through. You know, the, here's the whys, and 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 we would get to the. You know, obviously we, we respected each other, but it was. We could, we could have those conversations, and then after the fact, the same thing, you know. Doesn't, we don't always see eye to eye on every, every issue, but what's gonna happen is we're gonna talk through it, and you know, she'll help me
0: make me think about it in a different way. And, it, is, uh, it is interesting, though, right? When you when you start something completely different, right? Like when I started doing, because this is not my 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 my, my day, day job. job yep. <laughs> it's not my day job. It's something I do because I have I have a passion for this. Yeah. I like communicating my thoughts and hearing other people's, uh, you know, retorts and what they feel about things. Yep. So my first couple of episodes, I was a little, what am I gonna do, you know and um and you, you Brad John Brett Johnson is amazing. I mean, he 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 really was my mentor, yep. you know. And you gave me the start, so thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. So everybody here is like a family. They're yeah, really we nice are. people and they're really, you know, they all, you know, surround you and try to protect you and try to help you out and even um Oh, God, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, uh, Patrick. The Patrick, the yeah. producer. I just met him today. Oh, really? And yeah. And he came one. over and said, oh, I've heard all about you. Yeah. You know, you, you have a great show. And yeah. like, I, I produced your show a couple times. I was like, oh, really? Wow, <laughs> great. But, uh, yeah, everybody's really nice. And um, it's, it's a great way, again, for people out there who are progressives yeah. to, to get in touch with other people that are like-minded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, how do you attract your sponsors to the station? Because basically the sponsors are everything. Yeah, you know, they,
1: we're, you know, we do have, you know, listeners that support us with membership, which are it's it's really helped. And really, frankly, when COVID originally hit is a big reason we were able to weather it and kind of keep going. But no, the, the driver and what sustains us is advertising and sponsorship. Um, so how we how we do it is, is I mean i think it's traditional in in some sense in sales but we have we have a sales team we have i, I still work day to day do a lot of the sales um jennifer ogren is an account executive laura headland is in new business development so actually laura's been with the company prior to me so she started i want to say in 04 um and laura has has done just a great job but she's She's very good at going, getting on the phone and calling people and setting up meetings. Uh, she's very passionate about what she does. She actually hosts the show, uh, food freedom, radio on oh, yeah, Saturdays. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've heard that, that one. But she's
1: yeah. it's gotta be 10 years going on that.
0: Um, wow.
1: and then she also, so she kind of helps us kind of in new business development, um, work on who are we identifying? How can we get in front of them to talk to them? Um, and so then and then Jennifer O'Gren is our account executive as well and she does a great job um, kind of same thing so it's ache the start is identifying where what are the prospects or what are the clients that we think are are fits for us um, and that's kind of kind of a number of things that can lead to that a you know is it a fit geograph- or demographically for us you know we're we're, we're a 35 plus audience for the most part we do have some younger people listening but it It really is a little bit older audience. So, what fits that? Um, What are categories that are advertising? You know, unfortunately, as much as we'd love to have everybody advertise, there's, you know, if you're if you're really just serving your neighborhood, you're not a fit to to market to the entire metro area or most of the metro that we reach. So you kind of try and figure out where those businesses. Um, and then trying to reach them. The other part we do, we try and do a lot of is networking. Um, so we try and be present in different groups. And networking isn't an, uh, probably the right word always. Is if you just go to somewhere just to try and get business out of it, it's not. It's not gonna work generally. So you, it's generally organizations or places that you know fits with what we believe or or what we do. And so you meet people through there, and so you know, kind of do it that way, or. You know, word of mouth is always important. And occasionally we have somebody that will call us and ask for advertising. It's probably, you know, not the, the biggest driver of it. Um, so the biggest way is just trying to identify, call, and and, and meet with people. And then um, and, and from there, once we have clients on, we're very fortunate because our listeners go out of their way to support our advertisers.
0: Um, they, I was just going to say that because I, a, a, a friend of mine – when I first moved here, because you know I'm not I'm not yep, a Minnesotan I'm am yep. a New Yorker. Yeah, I come from New York, <laughs> <laughs> and people used to make fun of my accent. I would say, "Why are people laughing at me?" <laughs> oh, because you talk funny, you know. But um, when I first was introduced to your station, this is probably before you even owned it, um, I heard advertising for certain restaurants. Um, printing companies, whatever the case may be, yeah. and I am telling you to this day, I've used these companies yeah. because I want to support people who are like-minded. Yeah, I don't yep. want to. I don't want to give money to someone who believes in the insurrection. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's you
1: know, I always tell people you know when we're talking internally with sales, <laughs> if it's a real conservative business owner, they're not really a fit for, always for us. I mean. I don't know everybody's
0: political views, and and some people are not maybe not political in general. But what if they're if, libertarian? Like they 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 don't they, they have li- liberal social mores, but uh, everything else <laughs> is not. What do you think about that? that that's a wild animal, isn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of different. Libertarian. Is, like when
1: somebody tells me they're libertarian, I I get frustrated because I yeah. Unfortunately, there are libertarian places within our world right now, right? Oh, yeah. And in every one of them, they're run by, you know, whether it's cartels, they're run by crime and the standard of living isn't up there. So the, the whole idea of, oh, you know, if everybody just stays away, we have a, a long history of seeing how that works and B, unfortunately, there's still pockets within the world that more or less don't have government, don't have any intervention, and if you can point me to one that is thriving. I'll listen to, to the reason to become a libertarian, but I, <laughs> I think, you know, most people that try that go that route, and I and I think there's very there's some values that I, I agree with there. I think, um, you know, privacy is a really big thing that. Oh I yeah. think, mm-hmm. You know, there's very much something to that, and but you know, yeah, the <laughs> infrastructure they're, they're, it's just not realistic, unfortunately. So that so I I don't. I don't necessarily- i won't necessarily you know get on an some if i'm especially in salesman you know it's not the time to have
0: a, my a, mom used to say um about libertarians, they're halfway there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're i was, not quite yeah. you know uh uh you know for the people but they 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 at least' like you get married and they they believe in Yep. smoking marijuana and all the, all the freedom stuff. But, uh, as far as economics, yeah. they're like, they're
1: corporatists, you know? I, yeah. know, I always look at like, you got the left, <laughs> left is, you know, Democrats, right Republican, and, and down on the bottom, the libertarian kind of crosses over on both sides. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> just, it's, a, uh, when Laura and I, we talk about that often. It's like, it, there's some inter- intersection down there that there, there's some value to some of the, the principles they believe, but it's, yeah, the overall thought of a libertarian society drives <laughs> me. When somebody says that, I say, well, "Have you thought through this?" And then more times than not, if if it's more of an off-the-cuff comment than you're talking, yeah.
0: it's
1: it's not realistic. Or well, I mean, it is realistic to have one, but yeah, for I have it have function that in a in a healthy way, we just haven't seen it work.
0: Right, I and mean, and I have friends that that claim uh, identify as um, libertarian, and that's their way, I guess of getting on my good side, because, you know, <laughs> oh, I believe in marriage for everyone, and I'm not against marijuana, and I'm, I'm for, you know, freedom of speech, and all stuff like that, and and I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, what about uh, child care for people who need it, and, um, you know, uh, health care. Public safety. I mean, Medicare so- for all. Oh, yeah. Things that people it could infrastructure. use. Infrastructure. everything all of of it why do you have to stop short (laughs) you know but um, but as a AM 950 listener myself sometimes I have trouble getting a good signal because I live in a in a the burb. Yeah. And uh when I'm in my car I have to use Tune In Radio app. Yep. It's a, it's a great app for those people out there who want to listen to AM nine fifty uh Yeah, you, yeah. It's a it's a really nice app and that it's
1: it's one of the biggest of it's probably the second or third biggest radio streaming app. And it, exactly you know, the, the other big one is iHeart which is owned and mainly puts on their own um shows and radio stations. So yeah we're fortunate. And the other thing with with TuneIn that is nice as... Um,
0: you get a better connection. Yeah,
1: the, the stream, but also uh, anybody that has a smart fo- speaker at home, if they say, I want to listen to AM950 radio, it comes up. Alexa, it, you mean? Yeah, that comes up because
0: of TuneIn. Really? Yep. yep. So, so you so, mean yeah. I can do that with my yep, you phone and to... say... Um, um, what do I say? Alexa, give me a... You uh, should be
1: able to. I know the okay. smart speakers at home. I guess I haven't tried it on the phone, yeah, but I think it. they function well, similar. Well, that's my
0: first right? order of business when I get home. Yeah. I'm going to or, see
1: or, or, you know, some of the new um, electric cars come out and they're fully connected dashboards. Same thing that if you want to listen, um, that's how it's going to come through to you.
0: Oh wow. Now uh, I was mentioning about the connection. Yeah. Okay, I, I because I, where I live, I don't live in Minneapolis, so I my connection when I when I try to listen on AM, I get yep. you know it sounds like that. So, uh, do you have any future plans on either enhancing the signal somehow or possibly moving the station to the FM frequency? What do you what is your opinion what is your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah. So Kind of got to explain something first. So AM, we can't expand or increase the signal. So the whole country is, is regulated by the FCC, and it's a grid. So an AM signals actually travel further than an FM. So you can't really, really add much, or it's really hard. They can't really be moved. Uh, the way Where an FM, because an AM and I'm not an engineer, but this is how I've had explained explain to me from our engineers, is it bounces off of the atmosphere and the ground up and down so it can keep going longer in direction. And think we don't have a lot of them that, like we used to, but here in Minnesota, you used to be able to have A3O, uh, WCCO throughout the, most of the state. It's no longer at that frequency, but at night you can get occasionally an AM signal out of Chicago or Missouri. And so and that's because these signals bounce and continue on. So there's really not anything you can do. Obviously, we do try and do everything we can with our engineers and our equipment to make sure within the wattage and what we do that it stays consistent. And, and with any, um, you know, equipment, it it needs to be tweaked and um, always updated and that sort of thing. So we always have, uh, you know, quarterly at minimum, unless there's an emergency or something going wrong. Our engineers are out just, you know, calibrating and making sure the signal is as good as we can have it. Um, so that, to start with, the AM, you can't really expand on that.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so on, on FM, yeah, I would love to have an FM signal. I mean, I really would. And the problem is, I'm sure as you can guess, they're very expensive. That's what there, I thought, yeah. There was a window about eight years back where you get FM translators, they're called. So those are really small signals, about five-mile radius, so about an eighth of what our coverage is. And I did look at some of those, but we couldn't really penetrate much into the city with them, we could kind yeah. of be Southwest Metro into the rural area or, you know, some places. And so um, as much as I would like to, you know, if we could do that great. But economically, it probably it didn't really make sense for us to do that side of things. Um, you know, a, as as digital radio has grown, you know, the cost of things, you know, to buy FM, it has come down a little bit. So I always try and keep an eye out for one. Um, to say we're able to do something financially, it would be would be wrong, but we are trying to. Uh, you know, and you never know where overall the expansion could go. Um, I don't know if you've seen in Wisconsin, you know, there, there was a progressive station out of Madison, um, and then, uh, you know, he partnered with a guy that was very political that wanted to expand it. And they bought up stations across the state in the last year. Um, so I always keep my eye and, and meet with people on opportunities like that. Um, it's possible that, uh, you know, it could be an AM that just compliments over, you know, we can cover half and half. But so long story is, you know, I would love to. It's, you know, it's hard to, hard to, we don't have no, necessarily the money you. to always to do it. But we keep an eye out um and then kind of to expound on it I think it's where as important for us is to continually to understand where we're going to fit in on the digital world um you know I think we're, we're fortunate is let's say tomorrow all radio is gone we'll, we'll, people know us we have a brand um we have a network we you know we'd be a leg up on you know if it started from scratch um on top of that as we talked about with TuneIn, you know, we need to make sure we can be in homes. We need to make sure we can be in cars as they become more connected, and so it's. I, I still would very much entertain a, a, an FM station a signal because, I mean, that's that that would be the the goal.
0: Yeah, well, um, you, you had mentioned before about younger. I mean, excuse me, older people tend to listen to you to am 950 now is it because it's an am station and younger people tend to be more streaming uh, or fm involved um what what's your thoughts about that
1: so i think it's uh as much to do with in general the talk format and so we're not overly unique with an older you know 35 plus audience um it's because in general, younger people are listening to music. And yes, they may not be listening to radio. They could be using their own phone or, you know, however they're listening to it. Um, secondly, as you get older, you become busier, it seems like, right? until a point, right? But And as you get busier, you want to get your information when you have downtime, and a lot of times that's driving. Um, so it's, it's not, you can pick the format that's um, talk, and it skews older than, a traditional radio audience. So I think it's a little bit on that. I do think the AM has absolutely has some impact on it. Um, I also think, you know, for better or worse, and this is something that we look at always is our talk show hosts aren't, you know, well, I don't know that you find a lot of talk show hosts below 35 period. Cause it's, it's a talent that really develops and, you know, that sort of thing, but it, a lot of people want to listen to somebody. In their demographic, or, or you know that sort of thing too. So, I well, think, I'm only 22. Yeah, well, you're helping us get younger. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> but so it is. Uh, it is something that it's not unique to us, and we, we have to always um, try and reach you know new audiences and younger audiences. Right. But um, traditionally, but, talks just because of the nature of it is always. I mean, if you look at public radio. The Current has a lot of younger people listen yes. to it, mm-hmm. but the, the news talk doesn't have too much. I,
0: last I had seen the books were very similar on demographics, on I Maybe you could play a few songs between yeah. each <laughs> show. <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask you. Um, so in my estimation, I think uh, the younger generation tends to skew more progressive Yeah, no question. And you said that your station has mostly older people. So I'm finding that dichotomy kind of weird because if you're younger, wouldn't you want to hear more progressive ideas and... Is there a way you can maybe expand to the younger people and somehow maybe I don't know what do they list? TikTok? I don't know. I don't know that <laughs> that's going to exist soon. Um. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's right because they're trying to ban that, right? Yeah, that's because of that's, China. Yeah. yeah, that
1: that's common. The FCC chair yesterday said it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when.
0: Really? Yeah. But do they really think they're 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 um, the Chinese are, like, monitoring you when you use TikTok? Is that yeah, what they so
1: think? So I, I just read a brief article on it yesterday because I saw the, what the FCC chair said. And he said, yes, it's not up for debate. They, they have kind of – they can see it happening. I don't understand the tech side of it. Yeah, I
0: don't either. Um, yeah. And
1: then they're pulling the data and tracking people and then further their um, – how they allow th- – they control what is seen on there. And the, the example he gave was um, – there was a spread of kids hold your breath until you pass out and they could, I don't know, understand how they could see it, but it was promoting it into kids instead of, you know, organically going that way. So oh, so they see it as the way that he kind of described it is not only are they collecting data, monitoring, but also trying to have an influence, um, and specifically wow. on younger people.
0: Hold your breath until you pass yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I, but okay. yeah, so sorry. So yeah, I
1: think there is, um, you know, I think a you know what you're doing podcasting. I think is is that's probably one, one yep. of the, it, mm-hmm. it's it's really taken off, and I think that's one way we're we're reaching a younger audience. Um, but I I don't know that just in general. I think there's always going to be because when you're younger, although you may be progressive and and liberal, you maybe don't. Uh, listen to it or read as much about it you know what i mean it, i think it's you're probably interested in where you're you know, yeah, but you know where, where you're going out that night or you know that kind of thing and <laughs> yeah. think back to college or you know and that's the and that's okay i mean that's yeah i, I mean i i didn't watch a, i mean i'm watching news i read the newspaper a lot my whole life and, and until probably 10 years ago um so it wasn't as if i was disconnected. i was very always interested in in the news but I, I probably started listening to talk a lot younger than people because when I was in college, I drove truck in the summer, and if you're in a car all day, you can't listen to music all day; it'll drive you nuts because you hear the same songs, kind of the same thing. Where talk, you're getting a lot more out of it. But I'd tell my friends, "Well, I, I heard this, and like, what are you? Do? You're listening to talk radio?" I said, "Well, I'm in the car all day."
0: But isn't Joe Rogan popular with young kids, young guys, young? Younger, younger girls? I, th- I I don't know how young. I mean. I'd be and interested, he's a, and he's a, a talk show person, a
1: podcaster. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he
0: has interviews like I do. Yeah, um, yeah, he does
1: the long form interviews, and, and, and you know, and this is stuff that we do. So, Facebook is not not sort of the youngest demographic, but you know, we do put our things up on you know some of our shows Instagram. on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, and and YouTube, and YouTube is really what developed what Joe Rogan blew up originally. Now he's on Spotify, and not uh, you know, there, there's been some nuances as he grew to a. A point, but he also has been doing it for a long time. Where he grew that audience, I always people always kind of like, oh, how how do you get to that point? So well, he started about 15, 18 years ago, and didn't really. If you listen to him every once in a while, mention uh, somebody sent me the clip on it. He didn't really think he got past a couple thousand listeners for five years. He just enjoyed doing it, you know, and that's how you build on it. But well, I don't know I, how many
0: I, I have either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have I no mean, idea. Well,
1: it starts with, you know, an audience and it, it builds and it spreads. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a how it
0: works. But you know what? We should be proud, though, Chad, because Rachel Maddow, who is the most liberal mm-hmm. uh, talk show person on television, She's the number one podcast right now. Oh, that's Did awesome. you know that? No, I did. She's got a podcast out um, that it's it's really amazing. Yeah, I've listened to it, it myself. Give, if you that ever God. have free time, but first you have to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of audio to listen to at the station. But <laughs> when no. you're cleaning the house, yeah. Chad, you know, <laughs> just go, oh, let's see. Let's see what <laughs> Philip's say today, yeah. you know.
1: I always struggle <laughs> sometimes at the office. Some people call me like, did you hear that on the station, right, at that moment? I said, you know, unfortunately, if I, I have it on in the background, but if I have it on enough where I can listen when I'm actually working, all of a sudden it'll be 15 minutes in and I'm fully entrenched, in that, you know, not I'm not in the conversation, but I feel like I'm in the conversation. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I wasn't, now I'm behind on what I'm trying <laughs> to get done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a fine line, I'll tell you, working at a talk, or, you know, running a talk radio station. You know, I always do try and listen when i when i can to to not only just our programming when live but uh you know podcasts and the weekend shows that we work with because you know i try and give feedback when i can and you know i one thing is i i think i i have i don't know if you feel this way but i have a, a lot a handful of hosts that'll come say well you know what are the few things i can do better and one thing, there always—I think there is—we're always, always trying to be better, you know. So it's—it's it's not as if, of that, course, yeah. But what I think is important, and i probably told you this, is—is is connecting and authenticity, and oh yeah. Th- sometimes that means there's mistakes, you know, and
0: that's okay.
1: As oh yeah, as, I make
0: a lot of them myself. I actually, two podcasts ago, I kept referring—I <laughs> don't know if you know this—but I put a little blurb next to it. I kept referring to Tim Ryan, who lost. <laughs> Did you, did you see I didn't that? Hear, I as as uh, uh, what was his name? Ryan? Uh, Paul Ryan? Oh, yeah. And because you know that's Ryan, you yeah. know, and I they they both you I, know in I, politics. I, maybe I heard it, but, if, if, no, if but I, I put, didn't hear you doing that. I
1: somebody else has done that reason because without you telling me who you were referring to, I've heard that. I put an mistake. apology
0: in my right next to the um, podcast. I apologize, but I was referring to, to Ryan. Yeah. You know, you know, but you know the, we're humans. Yes. Yeah. You and know, name one person that you know that's not a human yeah. that makes mistakes. You know. It,
1: yeah, it's it, it's natural, and you dr- you try and be better. But what I think makes really good hosts and what makes people grow is w- the connection with people. Oh yeah. And that a that takes time to to get comfortable. I, and I'm not on the air, so <laughs> as you could tell, I I don't do do the on air stuff. So. I, I don't know how long it takes, but that's I think what makes people come back to listen.
0: Oh, absolutely! When they
1: get to know you, connect with Uh, you, yeah, yep. And so, I think that's as important when I, when I listen to something. If I don't hear that, that's generally where I go to somebody and say, "What can you do to make the listeners feel like they're connecting with you more, or let let them in?" And um, past that, you know, oh, did you make a little mistake on this or on that? (laughs) That that's that's natural. That's I what makes li- things, uh, you know, yeah,
0: real. Huh? Exactly. And I had a listener tell me, Philip, when you were talking about your bout with cancer on your podcast, yeah. that connects. Yeah. Because I don't have to talk about myself. No. my. That's something that I'm I'm going through. Yeah. You know, every absolutely. day, and that's my my journey. And but I'm I'm telling the listeners because. I want them to know, you know, how I feel about politics, how I feel about health care. You know, because it really does connect to health care. I have health care. Yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. What about people that don't yeah. and that, you know, are, are, are hanging out, you know, in the street because they can't find home, you know, a home to live in? And there are th- other issues that I think are important, and I just want to be, you know, be in a personal level with them and yeah. show them this is my journey. You probably have a journey, what um, that you know, something that you're going through. Yeah. Chad, you may have something that you're going through. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we're yeah. all humans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? And that's you know, I, I commend you for being willing to, to share because I don't think I think it's hard, but it's also, you know, probably sometimes I've heard from people it can be hard but it can be therapeutic too. You know, somewhere oh, yeah. in that Sorry. middle. Yes. But
0: talking about it it really helps. It does because I feel um, when I bottle it up inside of me and yeah. don't talk about it, it kind of makes me more nervous about yeah. it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But the prognosis is good, so uh, keep your fingers crossed out there and out, yeah. out in uh, yeah, podcast hap- land. <laughs> I was happy to hear. Yeah, thank you. Uh, another question was, um, we were talking about the Blue State Ball, I think, before the show. Yeah. Uh, my listeners who don't know what that is—it's a social gathering of like-minded progressives who want to meet and uh, meet each other, drink, dance, whatever, talk, have fun. What? Speakers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love it, and that's actually how I met you. Yeah. And so, how can we expand that? Maybe do it again, or maybe have it—you know—in uh, a bigger venue or whatever. Whatever. You, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So obviously, you know, through COVID, that was. Really, when it stopped. And, well, of course. You know, and that's mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, it's it's something we're still considering and looking at. We haven't st- set any plans forward. What I know for sure is we're going to do some some events where we get together. Um, whether it stays in kind of the exact format of the Blue State Ball, I, I do. I've talked to a couple people. Do we partner with uh, different groups or places and do something? Um, you know, I don't know exactly how it'll look and feel, but. Or if we'll call it the blue state ball or something else, I kind I think it would be nice to keep that kind of out like, cuz we've done it for so long, you know. Cuz we really are a blue state now oh, for the yeah, first time yeah. in the years. Time I mean, to, we're that's we're one blue reason we three, should celebrate, right? We have
0: the triad going here, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. So, so maybe we should keep the blue state, maybe keep the name cuz we are the blue oh, yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we got to find the, you know, the right
1: partners and so we will do do events and whether it's kind of exactly how it not that, not that every year was the same, but they're pretty similar in formatting. Um, you know, we're kind of just trying to work through through where and how and what we do. I know that we will be doing events. That's one of the biggest things as running the radio station through COVID was probably the hardest. And I don't think just for me, I think for our hosts, for our staff, is, I think I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, we're a small organization, Then when you're here, you, you don't always realize how many people you're, you're reaching and, and the impact you're having. Well, events really help that for our re-energizing and really, um, you know, it gets you excited. Every every Afterwards, it's it's amazing the conversations that we have internally and how it changes. Because people meet each
0: other yep. and they go, oh, you come to the Blue State Ball. Yeah, I'm going to bring my friends. And then they meet each other. And then it becomes more like a, a community circle, yeah. you yep. know, where people want to, oh, I want to see – Joey or Mary or whoever. And you know, you got to go to the Blue State Ball because that's the way we stay in touch and we can dance and have a glass of wine and listen to speakers, you know. And a um, a place where
1: we all, you, 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 you got like minded people and people that are. Are generally uh, open to connecting.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've met a lot of great politicians there, yeah. and um, yeah, it's, it's a great thing. I hope we do it again. Yeah, well, it,
1: and if we don't do the exact format, we'll be doing something okay as close something to similar. Like it. Yep, and and we will be doing more events as we move forward. We had our la- our first event, real event, um, from when COVID hit in October, and it was it was it was fun. We had uh, uh, Greg Palast in uh, to show his movie. Um, vigilante and we were packed full at crooners and I was going to go, was, but uh, that's was when fun. I got my news about my, yeah, myself. I so I was kind
0: of not in the mood to party, but yeah, I, it, was, uh, it, was,
1: it was it was just fun to see and connect again. And oh, and, so, and
0: thank you. I wanted to thank you again for something else uh, for for showing up at Pride. Oh, you it, you guys have that booth at Pride. Yeah. I love it. It's so great because it it shows that you care about the the LGBTQ plus that, community. That, it's wonderful. It's, I, I it's our
1: favorite it. event to do.
0: It's, and uh, who it's, was that lady that used to call me all the time to sit in the booth and sit for a little while? Was her name Jane? Is that her name? Yep. Oh, she was so sweet. Yeah. And, and then I, that's how I met uh, Robert and yeah. his wife. And, yeah. she, uh, Robert and Wendy. Uh, his what? Yeah, Wendy's from Brooklyn. Yeah. From yep. New York, like me. Yep. So yep. we bonded. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. We yeah. could when go, we go love, on and on we
1: about love this. Because you know we used to do the state fair. and We stopped doing that. A, it's it's a, it's really expensive, and it's 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 hard. And three quarters of the people that come up to you are, are not listeners. Possible listeners. <laughs> and it's, it's it's just. People want to come and yell at you and that sort of Oh, you stopped doing the state fair? Yeah, we haven't. I mean, Robert keeps a presence, a presence out there. Laura will go out there. But we don't do our, our overall booth out there. We haven't, um, gosh, it's been
0: about yeah, four but you or know five what, years. Chad, don't do that. Don't, don't let them intimidate. Because you know what? I was at the um, state fair at, at last year. Yeah. They had three, count them, one, two, three booths on how awful uh, that Tim Walls was. Yeah. They had. What? I hate Tim Wall's booth and all this stuff, and just to 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 um, I don't know ridicule yeah. the governor yeah. who yeah. I thought did was able to balance between masking and doing all that COVID stuff. He, I mean, he wasn't like you know let everybody just spread yeah. it around, yeah. but he also wasn't like you know yeah, you you need to. he did. You to, yeah, he did. He, I just he, think he, he was able to. <laughs>
1: Thankfully, it wasn't just us liberals that agreed with that this time. Well, that's why he won. Yeah,
0: very handedly. Well, and and the other part
1: is being a small staff. I mean, on top of, we have to use our resources in places that, when we we do booths, our goal is, it's kind of marketing, you know, it's obviously face-to-face and direct marketing, but we're trying to get more listeners and obviously support organizations, but it's We're trying to, why why we go out there is to connect and and get more people to listen and and know who we are. And, you know, with a limited staff and resources, I'm more likely to want to go to well, Pride's probably the best example because it's you know it really is. Well, you great, would never
0: get negative feedback at Pride. I mean, no, it, it, no. The LGBTQ community is no, loves you guys. No, you know, and for everybody's what you do. in in good.
1: It's a in fun because Everybody's in a good. We've, been, we've yeah. been right by the beer garden, which <laughs> makes it seems like. A, <laughs> do you go to the
0: beer tent? I don't. So, oh, okay. you know, I'm working. Well, uh, I, but, well next uh, time you got to yeah. come and I'll ta- I'll buy you a beer.
1: Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of why we've kind of you know go to the events that. Are more likely to have the people that we want to reach, and yeah, I understand. And there is something to trying to get to places where where you're happening with limited resources. That's kind of why we've tried to find where the right places that we can try and grow our station
0: um, Mm -hmm. into. But don't let them intimidate you. Really, necessarily, it's it's more. It's so ridiculous. I mean, I mean, they they are a lot of them can be very intimidating, you know, but just you know you what about the first amendment yeah. freedom of speech yep. you're there to to speak yep. and to express yourself you have you have every right to do so yep. and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> but anyway and now we have come to the part of the show i like to call the shift that's with it, with an f okay. in it right yep. it doesn't not the other <laughs> word and where i shift the questioning away from your job as president and owner of 950 am 950 to your opinions on current affairs. Yeah. Affairs. Affairs. Current affairs. There used to be a show called Current Affairs. Yeah, I remember
1: yeah. it came on after the news. When I, was a kid. I <laughs> yeah, remember. Right? You
0: know? oh, are you aging yourself? <laughs> anyway, as of the taping of this show, Senator Kirsten Cinema announced that she no longer will be a Democrat and she's cha- changing her party affiliation to independent. Right after we celebrated Senator Warnock's win that gave the Democrats control of the Senate, what are your thoughts? Well, obviously, you know, I think like everybody, pretty disappointed.
1: Um, just the timing also was frustrating. You know, I thought, yeah, that's what which, I'm saying. Why, why, you know, you got elected. You know, if I was in that and, you know, or constituent or, you know, and in, in could vote, I'd be furious. I mean, I'm obviously upset, but, you know, to do it right after an election, you yeah, know, what you does won, that tell, your, tell the people that just elected you? Uh, so take that out of it. You know, I, I would. I've heard this, and I think it's a where I go with it is it just a power play to get more attention. I mean, when you look at you I know, don't, I don't you know when we are so close and the, and the two senators that frustrated us in the last year, Um mm-hmm. they they now everybody knows their names now. Unfortunately, yeah, says, and cinema. that's what everybody says:
0: Manchin and cinema.
1: And I wonder it, then. So I I wonder you know is it along with that it raises your profile a little bit you know is that part of it but then i think is it also a power play you know are you get, when unfortunately in legislation there's so many of these bills that are massive and you know as you should if you're representing us you're trying to get as much in for your state right and is this a way to say i can bring in more i i don't quite understand it uh, you know from a from a over over overall and so I'm trying Beats to figure out what's what's the rational reason to do it and those are the only real two things I can I well, I is it is it is it you know raise you know, getting more attention and does it give you more power um, I, I would assume because I think politicians at that level are calculated and understand things but will it affect them getting elected I mean to me it seems like it would but I I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, well, she reminds me of, the, of, of of the person that you know when you're at a, at a birthday party, you know, and you have all the kids are celebrating. Oh, we won! Oh, happy birthday! You know, and then she comes along with a pin and pops all the balloons. Yeah. You know, oh, that's God. what she was. What she did. But yeah. I think, in my opinion, I think she started getting chummy chummy with corporatists, yeah. and they were paying her off. If you do this, yeah. if you stop this agenda. Yeah. Somehow, we will make you a lobbyist. We'll pay you millions of dollars when you leave the office. Yep. You know, this is what I think is going on here because yeah. she was a Green Party candidate, for God's sake. Yeah, that's I good. mean, the Green Party is the furthest thing from 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 a Republican that yeah. you could get. Yeah. So, what happened in the interim? That's what I want to know. Yeah,
1: and I so and the, there's you know we've we've seen it happen a couple of times. So there's there's probably some whether it's data or research done on how it impacts them both. Politically, and I I haven't dove into it, but you know, there's got to be. I I don't know, maybe there's not. It the hell out of me. I have no idea. It's very frustrating, but it is. I I wonder how much it'll overall impact some of the legislation. I think, you know, obviously, the the two senators talked about or mentioned, you know, I think even when it's so close, I mean, obviously, being uh, Democratic control is very important. I I don't mean to undervalue that, but it. Yeah, for committee reasons. Absolutely. But, Mm -hmm. you know, then when you get into actually getting stuff done uh, you still need the house. Uh, yeah, I I I hope I hope it doesn't impact but it doesn't seem like a whole lot. And they're not going to do the house me, is going to do
0: absolutely nada. Yeah. They are all they're going to do is be obstructionist. So it's it's going to be a yeah. you know, a mess. Yeah. Anyway, um speaking of the house, <laughs> uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy, the was now le- leader who will be that house, well, We don't know. Um, Do you think he will be the Speaker of the House uh, when the Republicans take the majority? Or do you think that the Freedom Caucus is going to put the kibosh on that?
1: I I do think he will. Um, And so I actually just watched the other night um, the HBO documentary on Pelosi. And, Mm. you know... Her daughter uh, uh, produced it, right? Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. over... I mean, for pretty much her whole career. it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Very worth watching if you haven't caught it yet. But... um, what what it made clear to me, you know, she was talking about uh, as she wanted to become speaker and how the process goes of recruiting and this and that. Right. And it, it it maybe it's possible he does it, but it was pretty clear that they know it, that they're when they're close, you know. So if if there's within the Freedom Caucus, there's they didn't show the back end dealing on how they get the last couple to. To get the majority before they bring it to a vote, mm-hmm. so there wasn't, you know, I don't know what deals are made, but it was very clear that once they get close to that edge, they're going to find that way to to push over the edge. And I think overall, the party, and, and Democrat or Republican, when you've gotten the as far as he has, not that they've put it to a vote, but I, I don't think they're going to let that that momentum stop because it's now you're it's a, where you're going to. It's a start over almost, and mm-hmm. it's it's a process. Um, so I would be surprised if it doesn't. They don't find that compromise with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we as you mentioned, I mean, the house is
0: going to be, you know, <laughs> what what we expect. Um, <laughs> the secret and, sauce, though, to me, excuse, excuse me for interrupting okay. you. The the secret sauce with being a house, uh, 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 the speaker of the house, is you have to be able to herd cats. Yep. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you have a bunch of cats, and you have to get them all to to walk in the same line as you. Yeah. And it's that's a tough job. And uh, Nancy was able to do that in such an amazing way. Oh, it's so impressive. I don't think watching Kevin's him. got that ability personally. I, so. I mean,
1: well, I mean I think to even get to if he wins that I mean that that alone I think means you're communicating. What it was clear when I was watching the documentary was she's really on the phone talking to a different member every day. You know, or every hour, every minute, and all the time, and trying to figure out, and uh, clearly a good communicator. You know that I've seen Nancy Pelosi speak at one of DFL event, and it was great, great to see her, But it it wasn't the rah rah inspirational. I mean, it was a great speech, but it wasn't some of the speakers I've seen come through where you're almost. I mean. John Lewis, for example, you know, you get the, the power that came from how he spoke, and that's, and so I, I was, I didn't quite understand what made Nancy so good. And then when you really see how good she communicates on it, that she was, she's a good communicator. I don't mean to undervalue how much she's a good public speaker, and, but how much she connects, in, in, and you could see it, it just through the limited documentary. And you know whether he has that, I, I mean, I, he's Island. not going to be Nancy Plus. I mean, oh God, no! She's, oh she's, God, you know, I don't. I, I, I think will be a while till we see anybody with that kind of no, uh, talent no, again. No, she, yeah, but it was. Uh, she's I, unique. To, yeah, I think I, mean, I think he will just because they're so close and. Um, you know, they'll just, they'll find those little compromises to get, they may not compromise to get the whole, you know, you, you don't need them
0: all. Just as long as it's not Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'll that's not okay. going to be. <laughs> 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 well, I think we're safe there. Oh, my God. Uh, that's another, that's a whole show in itself, yeah, that girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, as of the taping of this show, the House and Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act. Yeah. And President Biden signed, signed it on Tuesday, I believe it was. Yeah. You know, well, this is a big win for the LGBTQ community. Why do you think they stopped short of passing the Equality Act too? And should that be also part of the lame duck agenda? Now, I don't know if it's going to end up being in the lame duck yeah. agenda, but what, what are your feelings about that? Oh well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why it wasn't. I, frankly,
1: it. I, I have trouble wrapping my mind around why we. We it's hasn't <laughs> had all this hasn't happened. Far before this week, Um, I do think there's there's an opportunity, you know, because it's it is the lame duck session where you have a lot of people turning over that you you'll get you'll get more people voting that don't have to worry about the election or you know their their base and this sort of thing. Um, But I don't I don't understand why wasn't a part of it. I don't understand the the whole. I, I I don't have trouble understanding why and where there's pushback on it. You know, I, I went to a Catholic high school. You would think I would have been taught that, you know, we, we only want marriage between man and woman, you know, that homosexuality is not okay. That was never taught at our high school. We had teachers that, you know, may not have been out, out to everybody, but we had teachers that were, were gay and they... Where you wouldn't have guessed the the type of environment had people that were openly gay at high school that we graduated with, you know, was it a perfect place? Absolutely not. You know, I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of people that didn't feel comfortable in, in what they did, but I can't understand the religious. I don't see that many people that I have in my life or that I've experienced that are religious that don't feel that that, that because it seems like that's really the only. Constituency that's holding things up Correct. on that yep. side. And I, 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 maybe it's because we don't live in the South. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I just never have seen, I
0: mean, not to say there's not the random person that you maybe have talked to, but. Yeah. Well, there's something I never told you. I, as well as you, went to Catholic school my oh, yeah. whole life. I, I went know, to Catholic I'm... elementary school and I went to Catholic high school. Yeah. And I could tell you this really quick story, because we're kind of running out of time, but I went to school with Scott Baio, Donald Trump's best friend. <laughs> yeah. And he, because his name was B. Bayo, he was the second seat in the first row, Yeah. and I was Faggiano, I was behind another F.A. kid, his name was Fable, yeah. I remember that, Um. and I was in the second seat, so we passed our exams back and forth <laughs> to each other and everything. And he was so homophobic then they yeah. like called me every name in the book, pushed my books down, used to get me in trouble with the with the tough kids it, 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 so I could see how he was able to be. A, a, a Trump supporter, you yeah. know, but the point I'm trying to make is, um, I w- I grew up in the '70s, yeah. So you're more, I think, an '80s or '90s person. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so I it's went, a different. I graduated high school in 2001. So oh god, yeah, yeah. you're a baby. Um, I I, grew, I went to elementary school in the '70s. Yeah. So to be gay, you couldn't even. Yeah. The word wasn't even uttered. Yeah. You know. So I was closeted, and uh, there were other kids that were as well, and that that if later on yeah. uh, Facebook you know, Facebooked me and said, you know, would you be my friend? I, I, I'm yeah. gay too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, yeah, so a Catholic school was a, 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 I think it's different now maybe. Very much. Well, I think what it, it, it doesn't,
1: you know, we talk about in Minnesota, 2012, you know, when we passed the uh, marriage amendment here. Yeah. That's, it seems like it's been most of my life when I mean, it really has been yeah, 10 years.
0: Well, not quite. Yeah, eight, really have eight. yeah, 12, 12, 12, 12. 15, I think it passed. So no, five sure. and two is seven. What would have been? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking it was Massachusetts passed it way in yeah. front of everybody it else. Was the
1: midterm? Yeah. It was it was that? Yeah, it was Dayton's second election, whenever that was. But either way, it. It, I also think it. You know, culture or demographically. You know, even at my age, I don't. I think it's a good thing, but media or TV, grew, we grew up, I grew up watching sitcoms that had gay characters on them. Soap. You know, and, and you know, there was, it, it was never an issue. It,
0: it, it, I think it's so different when I... Well, yeah, yeah. You know, Billy a, Crystal was the a, first gay character that I could remember as a kid. Uh, he He was on that show Soap. Yeah. And he played a gay character. Yeah. And he was the the smart one in the group. He played like this very, you know, the, the one with the um, the more common sense yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of nice for me because I'd said, oh, they're not sh- showing us as these weird, strange, ben- you know, bizarre people. Yeah. Because, show- you know, if you watched the news back in the, well, if you watched past the news in the 70s, 80s, when they would film like the pride parades, they'd always show the craziest people with their, yeah. you know, with their you know, yeah. private parts They're hanging out and all that, but they never showed the normal people. Yeah. Well, Soap, that show with Billy Crystal in it, it was, it, it, he was a normal guy. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I wish we, we yeah. had more of that today. And I think in general,
1: so I think it was, you know, for the way I grew up, it, it was never even a, it, the thought of that that this person is different than me or, or and I don't, it, I'm probably right on that cusp of when that happened. I think cause it, I, I have cousins that are, you know, 15 to 25 years old and. And they're all th- cool. I mean, past that, I mean, they, it's just a different even world than what I grew up in. But I, I also think what, um, and I think this goes to, to race. I think it goes to a lot sure. of things is, and whether I've just been fortunate is, I think I've always known somebody in my life that's been. If gayer. you know somebody, yes, and, and that's I think it's really important. So you know this fear of oh, it's a fear based a lot. Oh, and absolutely. Not, not that they're the fear, fear of the unknown. Up, but they're yeah. scared, or somebody is scared that um, yeah know, they're going to be mean to them or you know impact them. And I think 100. you know when I played football in college, you know I went to White Bear Lake and how very white um, places, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to play in football in college and you know half of half the people I played with were African American some out of you know very inner city upbringings you know out of Chicago and other places yeah and you know
0: everybody's not everybody we're all humans yeah right? you re, you related and to each other like you didn't think twice about n- what nothing. they were of their no. religion their color no. their sexual orientation no. yeah I so mean me too I've been so fortunate that I've had experiences in my life that
1: I've never had that instinctive or fear from it because I've, for better or worse, I got, I think for better, I've, I've had experiences with people that aren't, don't look and aren't like me, but yet, uh, you know, we connect, you know, yeah. friends, family, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. I think, and even at AM 950, I feel I, I'm very, I'm very lucky because, you know, in, in, an that, uh, it does a LA 2.0 on the station. You know, she did some diversity inclusion training and unconscious bias. Well, she's great, by the way. Yeah. You guys have to listen to her show. She's yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. You catch Ellie two point you know what? What a lot of it generally stems from oh, no problem. <laughs> is, oh, my phone is is that is that it, some of it's unconscious, and that's because oh they they haven't had an experience, and so until you have something that whether it's conscious or not, just to say. You know everybody has unconscious bias right but i, I don't know the the long rambling rant it's it a in Minnesota it feels like you know we're talking about the um the things you know the the marriage amendment and the equality. act we're in a liberal place it seems like you know Thank so God. it it's uh, sometimes hard to to realize that we not that I know we still have a lot of work to do, but that the rest of the there's a lot of places that aren't aren't even close to to having it and like i said i know there's work to do and i a lot of work i i don't i don't take that lightly and that's i mean a big part of why we have the station is is because yes and personally i want
0: to thank you for this station because again you know it's a place to go where people have that are progressive minded people like me and you and People that are LGBTQ, African American, Latino, people that are marginalized feel a place, a safe space to go and listen. And uh, the Native community, you know, Robert's show is, yeah. you know, Robert and Wendy's show is fantastic. Yeah, you know, so thank you for that. Yeah, but no, that, I, I just that's a lot of
1: why I do it. I mean, that's that's bravo. It, 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 well, it, it, I mean, I like think it needs to be done, but it also it's nice to go to to work and do something that you know you you, you feel, feel fulfilled. You know, yeah. I you know I can't imagine you know doing something else that wouldn't do that you know I oh yeah you know never know how long you stay in one place I mean, I'm pretty much married to this place now but you know what we do but I can't I, I've often thought like well where, where do you go if you do something different and I yeah. I I don't know what
0: Well, don't leave us. I, I
1: won't. I have no attachments, <laughs> but I can't fathom what it would do what it would look like, you know, cause I get to do something that I I yeah. feel is important.
0: Yeah, before we close the show, is there anything you um want to tell the listeners politically or any story you want to tell um you know, w- to the, close
1: out? No, I mean, I no necessarily, you know, I think kind of what I just talked about, I think I I I feel fortunate, you know, and that, but I think that's important. And I think it is important to get out and whether it's in, out of your comfort zone, but if you have these experiences with other people, almost everything that you think is different about somebody or different, that stuff breaks down within a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, that comfort comes and the love comes across, and that changes yeah. who you are. And that's yeah, yeah. important. Um, you know, as I, I appreciate people listening, I appreciate what you do um Thank you You know we're very fortunate you know i also it's it's nice to have a station that you you have people that are passionate that, you know philip and i connected and said oh, i'm interested in doing this and you know i don't think that happens a lot in other roles in other places right, right? that we not. can just organically connect and say how can how can we find a way to get get you going on this and and we did yeah and and my so, little
0: cousin says you did good yeah yeah so
1: <laughs> you know i i You know, in Minnesota, I think the biggest, you know, from a political standpoint that I think is important in our next um, cycle, now that we have the House, Senate, and and Governor, is paid family sick leave. Oh, yeah. And I think that's important, A, just fundamentally. As a small business owner, I'm going to give that either way. But it now costs me money where if we pass that, it would be what I would pay to give you a cup of coffee because then we have it insured. And we're a leg down because we haven't passed this from a business standpoint, because all the corporations do it and they do it because not, I do it because I know it's the right thing. They probably do it a little bit, but they do it because they know it's the right business decision. And so that's one thing that I think we've been trying to pass um, in Minnesota that will pass hopefully. But I think that's one that if we really lean in on, um, we can get paid family sick leave. So it's... You don't have to work for a great big company to to have the opportunity to stay home, or as a business owner, you don't have to make that tough decision of. It's a great. You know, are we going to be able to survive if we? pay this person and bring somebody else in for this or that. Yeah, and absolutely. So, um, Western Europe is doing it. Yep. And they don't seem to have a problem, so... And, and, you know, like I said, every, every large business does it. Yeah. Because it's yeah, economically yeah, yeah. the right thing for absolutely. them. Absolutely. But I think it's... Uh, so that's one kind of thing that I think we've been close to getting to, but it's been held up in some committees um, right. on the yeah. Senate level in Minnesota. Um, I also sometimes, you know, we, we talk a lot of national politics on the station, I think... Um, what I've learned from people is sometimes you can have more impact locally, and so to stay active and stay informed with with your local, because you can get to them a little bit. You can get to your local elected officials, and that's from the school board on up. And so, um, you know, that that's something I Tom Hartman always harps on that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that's a, that's well, an important message you. that I've been
0: taught. <laughs> thank you again, Chad, for like all you do for for the, the progressive people of Minnesota. And unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. And um, for more information about Chad, you can follow him by listening and supporting the station. Basically, yeah, Yeah, contribute, do 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 whatever you can um, uh, to help the station. Spread spread it around. Tell your friends,
1: share it with people, and
0: young people. Especially, we need the young people because they're the they're the. Future, yep. and they're the more liberal yeah. end of the stick yeah. here. Um, and thank you, Chad, for spending uh, time with us on the Downright Upright show. And to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us today. And please stay tuned for more of the Downright Upright show in the future. This is your host, Philip Anthony, saying ciao for now. Thank you again, Chad. Thank you, thank you for listening. Okie doke.